0: Coffee Break, where
1: Helena comes to talk. Welcome into coffee break. Troy Shockley with you this morning. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant four five nine eighty five sixty five. And Maestro Alan R Scott is uh, is set to be our guest this morning, but running a little bit behind, so we're going to do what we call stalling. But you know what? We've got a couple things that we can mention to you. Anyway, it's a good, uh, good chance for us to do that. We've reported uh, several times on the news over the last few months that you're going to have to start dialing 406 in order to complete your phone calls. Well, guess what? That's starting this weekend. That's all happening because the FCC is rolling out a new National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, Montana, one of 37 states and 83 area codes. It's going to be impacted by that uh, thing. So uh, what they're going to be doing is, uh, well, we got to dial 406 plus the seven-digit phone number in order to start getting calls out, even if you've got a local number, even if you're calling across the street. So that starts on Sunday, folks. So if, if you're trying to call somebody to set up, uh, you know, hey, want to come over, watch the football game, and your phone's not working on Sunday, well, that's because you got to start dialing area code 406. So 10-digit dialing starting in Montana on Sunday. And with that little news item dropped, Maestro Ellen R. Scott now in the studio with us. How are you? Good morning. I appreciate you coming no, in today. To you, uh, you, you're busy as always. Yeah, of course. And uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I wanted to have you come in and have. You know, you have to listen to me brag about my Cowboys a little bit, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, I'll let you off the hook for now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to get deeper into the season uh-huh. and, and I'm not going to be able to hold back, okay. uh, you All know, right. well, NFC. I'm sure I'm
0: the only Philadelphia Eagles fan here, but <laughs> yeah.
1: you, uh, you were here a little bit ago ahead of the season's start, Alan, how'd that go?
0: I, I, I was actually shocked because opening night is not always our biggest house. We you know, we do 1,700, 1,800 people. Most of the main subscription performances, we had usually opening night. People are still doing outdoorsy things. And, um, but we had a nearly a full house opening night, Beethoven's 9th on September 18th, and then the Symphony Kids a week or so later. And then tomorrow, um, a really special concert, a consolation of healing and consolation. For those that we've lost whether it be for covid or anything or any 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 reason during this sort of difficult time this past year and a half and so we want to honor that but in, in an uplifting way not not in a not just um not so much as a mournful way although mm-hmm. that's certainly possible i suppose but i think you know the goal with anyone who loses somebody is that we eventually smile more than than cry so i think you know we want we need music helps with that kind of healing and, and so um, there'll be it's a sense of reflection, but also very uplifting, very powerful, and 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 a real sense of hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. How great is it to be able to be back in front of a live audience oh, again, really or I great. guess I suppose alive in the building? Yeah, right in, in the
0: building. Right. We've been streaming online. We haven't lost. Mo- we had almost the entire season last year. We are still streaming. AARP Montana is. This are, you know our concerts are about fifty, sixty thousand dollars. It's one of the highest paid orchestras here in the region, and so when you add the streaming component, it's another $10,000 per concert. So AARP said we were reaching six to 8,000 people, viewers per broadcast last year. So they said we would like to do this again. So you can still watch it live free on YouTube, uh, 7.30 tomorrow night, or you can attend. Um, and when we, they actually announced the musicians of the Helena Symphony Orchestra and Chorale sort of instead of just filtering on like they do to warm up or whatever, mm-hmm. they all came out together um, sort of like the first time being on the field in front of a uh, spectators and yeah. it, this huge standing ovation for quite a while. Uh, it was before I, or a soloist and I came, I came out. And so it was a, it was really nice to feel like, um, you know, like the rest of our, the rest of the, the team is, is on the, is with us. It's, 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 it's different not playing for people live. So yeah.
1: I know you're not up there for that recognition, no, but it's gotta but it's, be nice. It's not in to...
0: that it's the idea that it's like, um, you cook a great meal, yeah, and then you eat it by yourself. You know, yeah. it's like, or yeah. you know, or you stream, you zoom with somebody. It's not the same. You want to share it. That's the whole point. It's like we, we make music so we can share it and people to receive it and and we can sense their vibe, um, just like you can when you make a great dinner for somebody yeah. or something. Yeah. And so, well,
1: and what's so incredible is that it brings uh, music brings people together. I mean, we're so divided with so many yes, things right and now. That's,
0: and I even talked about this at the audio. I've been talking about it at the press lately. Yes, I mean, the Helena Symphony is very much a big proponent of encouraging people to get vaccinated we believe it's the right thing in the performing arts every single performing arts organization around the country and around the world they're not only requiring their performers to be completely vaccinated they require the audience you can't go to the med opera you can't go to the broadway mm. without showing that and we believe it's the right way to go but we but in montana is the only state that does not allow this and so we're, we're not here to break the law we're, we're going to comply with the law but we still are going to encourage people to do to 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 do what's right and to work with their medical professional. That being said, um, music should bring us together more than divide us. Yeah. Um, if the transmission rate is substantial or high, which obviously it's very high in Montana, we do require masks and that that's, we're allowed to have that and we require masks. And we've spent about almost $58,000 on rapid tests for every single performer. So before every rehearsal, you know, rehearse last night, rehearse tonight, rehearse tomorrow. We test all, you know, 100 members of the chorus and all 70-some members of the orchestra. The crews, myself, everybody has tested before they enter the building because we don't, we, we can't perform at the mask effectively. So we don't want to uh, jeopardize anyone in the audience's health and certainly the, the our professional musicians in the orchestra and, the, and their chorale. So um, the audience is required to wear a mask, but... Um, everybody was glad about that for the most part. I yeah. mean, people were, were glad to have that because it's obviously an indoor yeah. setting.
1: Well, and what's, what's neat. I mean, just mu- music is so universal. And even if, you know, somebody might walk in thinking, oh, a symphony's not really my thing, right? Like this isn't my music. Yeah. But then if they sit down and listen, I would say the majority of those people go, actually, this is not bad. I've I never kind seen of, anybody. Th- it's I like St. Pete's is
0: not my thing. I've never seen anybody um, come to a symphony concert who has been there? One, not say this is my thing. Is now we all like different repertoires. Someone sure. say I like Bach more than Beethoven, or I like Mahler more. I don't like this. I don't like that's of course just like saying you know rock and roll. I mean it's so broad, right? Or jazz or whatever. It's so broad. But I've never met anyone who has come to a symphonic orchestra or an opera. I, I find that that comment, particularly with opera, I don't like opera. I was like, oh, I mean, what, what operas have you seen? Oh, I haven't seen any opera. Right. I hear, I hear that you know the fat lady with the blonde braided hair <laughs> right. singing a tune on Bugs Bunny, and I don't like. That okay that's like saying i saw two lines i saw the trailer for the movie so i don't like it i mean i've never seen i mean opera still outsells broadway um for audiences under 50. Um, there's a reason why it has lasted 300 years how much of the music that we have today on the radio is going to be here 100 years from now but the nice thing about symphony music it's not all old if anybody's seen star wars or anything like that that's <laughs> John williams he's a living breathing composer we have hundreds of them um but the fact that this stuff stands the test of time there's a reason for it, and I'm real excited about what we're doing this weekend because most of the repertoire we're doing, most people will not have heard of, and it's just so powerful, and 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 um, I guess tearjerker a little bit, but it's yeah. just so great.
1: Yeah, introducing something new has to be uh, has to be fun for you. you. You like performing those things that people know and love. But introducing something new—it's like opening a, a Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Or I mean, we did a Beethoven Nine, which is one of the most popular pieces. You know, people know it whether they've seen Die Hard or whether they just they just they remember the Berlin Wall coming down in 1989, or it's used on so many commercials. But there are music that people don't know. We're doing Rossini, who is an opera composer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most famous opera composers. You know, everybody knows him from the William Tell Overture, which was used for the right. theme for The Lone Ranger. <laughs> right. And you mentioned
1: Bugs Bunny, Barbara Seville as well, oh, yeah, right? Barbara
0: Seville, right, is probably one of the great um, overtures and operas. People, It's so, I mean, if anybody wants to watch something really hysterically funny, um, the Barbara Seville is one of, I, I mean, I've seen it, I've conducted it, and even in the orchestra pit, sometimes I'm just laughing it so hard out loud, because right. it's so funny. Yeah, kill um, the rabbit. And yeah, and yeah. so uh, we're doing Rossini's Stabat Mater, which I'd love to be able to talk about. And then and, and so we're doing some short works by Gustav Mahler that are just
1: completely spiritual in a very human way. Maestro Alan R. Scott with us on Coffee Break. And uh, you know what? We're, we'll go ahead. We'll take a break right now. That way we can come back and not have to break into our conversation. So let's take a break, and then we'll be back with more after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's Always On World, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. the guy. That's Rossini. We're back on Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Resson Real Estate Career. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David F 459 85 65. Maestro Alan R. Scott in the studio with us this morning. He's got a performance tomorrow night 730 at the Civic Center and Rossini is uh, sort of the, are we starting with that? I, I wanted to call him no. the, the star of the show, but it I don't is. know. It
0: definitely is in a way. I mean that's sort of the, one of the darker moments. It's sort of this, right? He takes a prayer that it's not a well-known prayer that the uh, it's not it's rarely used in the in the Catholic service, but the text is 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 well-known in the sense it's the scene where the Virgin Mary is holding her dead son's body. He's taken off the cross, and she's just holding him. And there's a famous sculpture to that effect. Piet, it's called the Pietal and he's, he's holding. And um, it doesn't necessarily look. There's no halos. Mm-hmm. It's just a mother it's
1: a very human very
0: human I mean a mother I mean the Catholics I mean what separates the Catholics from you know the Protestants particularly is that you know they put such an importance on the veneration not so much the worship but the veneration mm-hmm. and and the, and the intercessions of the Virgin Mary growing up Catholic you know and and went to a Jesuit school so we all had a, we all had to have a degree in theology as well but the the importance of this and what I particularly appreciate is that it makes, Regardless of what one believes, it makes this story very human. That this is a mother, a very young mother, holding her grown son's body, who who who, who has who has died. Um, I mean, certainly that that is a tearjerker. That in of itself, right? I mean, it's just is is hard. You know, no mm-hmm. no no parent should lose their should die before their than they, they do. As, as as every parent will tell you, there's nothing worse. Um, and so that's that's the image here um and this is this prayer Mater means the suffering or the mournful mother Malter, and so in this idea that um that that mother would would willingly tenfold accept that child's suffering for them if they could right i mean every parent will tell you this right yeah. i will take whatever i have to do to take take away my kids suffering i will take on it that's that's the text of this whole thing for the most part. I will do whatever I will suffer through hell, I will go through through whatever I need to do. But I've lost my child and um and and so there's this sense of weeping and yet a sense of hope too because this whole point is there's an acceptance by the end and it's and it's pretty much that the please that I hope that this my please allow this dead soul this dead person to go into paradise yeah and And whatever it doesn't even say heaven just as paradise whatever that Mm -hmm. means for one right there's there's this sense that it allows us all to appeal to it whether they subscribe to the the catholic or or you know a general in, in general christian theology or whether whatever their theology is most theologies have a heaven and or something that's better an elysium a paradise um and that's the message here that we that we all want something better for ourselves and that's the image of this this, this. and yes there's sort of this but Rossini makes it into almost like an opera yeah it's very like, operatic it very sounds dramatic opera. I mean, when you hear that it sounds like a, it sounds like a curtain's going to come down yeah. or you know or there's a big scene and so he cuz he's an opera composer so he makes it almost i don't want to say cartoonish but dramatic in the sense that it feels like a movie um, and sometimes it's so intimate and it's just you feel like you're listening to something at an Italian restaurant. And other times it's this God-fearing thing. Yeah. Um, but the image is is very human, set using the sacredness. I mean, we do this all the time. I mean, there's the Jesus Christ Superstar and Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. We don't think of that as going to church, right? That They use a story mm-hmm. that we all know. To, to, to allow us to appeal to it. Um, Moses and Aaron is an opera by, by Schoenberg. Um, the Bible is used in so many non-sacred ways. Rossini more than likely was an atheist. Um, we don't know that for sure. We know he was not a church-going person um, at all. And um, some debate whether he was a, a believer or not believer. We don't know. But I mean, he was definitely not a sacred composer in, in, in that sense. So he turns this into an operatic drama It's really powerful. And this work is never done. I mean, never. I mean, if you could find one performance of it a year in the United States, you're lucky. Um, But I've always wanted to do this. The the truth is we were scheduled to do this two years ago, way before COVID. And so we couldn't do it. And we had to cancel that rest of the season. And I didn't schedule it last year because you needed all these big, big orchestra and big chorus. So I said, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it as a concert of healing. And the first half are these very subtle quiet works by gustav mahler who people think mahler they think intense they think over the top mm-hmm. they think dark it's the exact opposite it's reflective it's very spiritual in fact even though there's no singing to it it's just the orchestra you would think you're hearing something from a memorial service that's very uplifting it's it's very soothing and it's um as if we're transported it's very existential it's very i don't know how to say it other than it's very spiritual but it's, they're not spiritual works. Right. Uh, they're three just short. But they're works.
1: able to kind of, I mean, it shows how, just how great they were because not religious, but able to tie that in. And yeah, I mean, people that they didn't know would go, well, that guy's sitting in I mean, the front many,
0: row. Right. How many times are we going to a funeral and someone plays something that's not from, not a sacred work, right? But that piece could be a pop tune or whatever. That mm-hmm. piece means something to this person or to the family or to whatever. Um, from a country tune to a to any tune, right? They're not necessarily religious, quote unquote, religious pieces, but somehow in that moment, they seem to help us bring a smile or we cry more. Or we go, you know, we've all been there. We go to a funeral or something and all of a sudden, someone gets up with a guitar, someone gets up and sings and it has nothing to do with Christ, to, to, uh, sacred music right. or anything. And yet it is so poignant. And I think that's the point here. And so this concert is great to come and reflect whether we've lost someone from COVID which there's hundreds of thousands of people that have died from COVID. Um, and if anybody wants to get their name on this, their na- this, their loved one's name up on up on the screen and on the broadcast, they can email that to us. You can go to our Facebook page and send us a message. where We're putting those names up for any reason. It doesn't have to be for COVID. It's yeah. any reason, yeah. of course.
1: But even just COVID, I mean, we've lost uh, – the, the number's up over 100 now, just in Lewis and Clark County. Lewis of, and Clark County. People. And, and, I
0: mean. and think about – but even those who have lost people from other reasons – during covid sure where they couldn't necessarily have the, the the memorial service that they wanted or they couldn't have one at all or they couldn't bring i mean that's really or the person died i mean this this is so sad that people died alone right yeah. because they could whether it was for covid or not and there's this is the kind of stuff that um we need each other we need we certainly need music um to help get through these moments. We sing each other happy birthday. We we celebrate and sing. We sing in the shower. We sing in the car. Music is part of our everyday life. And yeah. when we do it together, even when we sit around the table and sing happy birthday badly, if there's something that <laughs> yeah. we all, yeah. we all, right? the person being sung to, they love it. They feel like, wow, I feel so special. Now I'm going to blow my candles and all this. Right? We don't realize how important music is. And this is my point. It doesn't have to be the formal music of Rossini and Gustav Mahler. Of course not. It's singing happy birthday around the table is just as powerful as coming to a formal concert. So I would encourage people that they know if they, if they want to do something tomorrow night and they want to do it safely and they want to have a moment where they can, whether they're coming by themselves or with friends or whatever, and they just need that for themselves. Um, Brahms, the great composer, says, you know, death is really not about the person that died. It's about all of us left behind. And our goal is to remember what they did in this world. And then that will help us heal. That's Brahms's message in his own Requiem, right? He he uses the text, "Blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted." We're not doing the Brahms Requiem tomorrow, but that's the message. It's it has nothing. It has very little to do with the person that died. It's all of us that feel that you know we all been there when we lose somebody. We feel a piece of us has been ripped out, and um, there's this empty hole, and so music helps fill that.
1: In, in a very healing,
0: powerful way. Yeah.
1: Well, and you mentioned, uh, you know, movies and stuff. I mean, it, it, music is it's just such a magical thing. You don't really think about it, but your favorite movie, you know, the the, the triumphant scene or the mournful scene, or watch that without music. Right. Right? Like, we don't realize it because we're watching the images. But if you were to watch that without the score behind it, the impact is, I mean, it, it's not there. Something's it, it's missing. It's very
0: different. And it's um, there's a reason why someone like John Williams is paid 15 million a film i mean because he captures us captures our hearts and our minds in a way without even there needing to be dialogue right so i think um you know i think all of our concerts present something that that we can do sometimes it's just fun sometimes it's just silliness sometimes it's powerful i think right now coming out of this divisiveness the the political divide you know i grew up in a very political family in philadelphia um and we were friends with every walk of life, every political persuasion at our dinner table. It was never a, it was never a bad thing to have different opinions. Now, if you have a different opinion than than your neighbor, you almost you feel or you we ostracize them, or we or we feel ostracized. I mean, it's amazing. Yet we are so much more alike than we are not. And um, this particular pandemic and and political atmosphere and social divisions and all the different crises we faced in this last year and a half on um, the social unrest and so forth i mean elections were never this ugly it's just it's just it's striking to me um and i think we need more of this kind of thing music and other things and whether that's going to a, a local concert at a bar or you know just hearing your favorite band or or coming to something like the holiness symphony orchestra um I, I i think it it does us good yeah. It reminds us, it perhaps recenters us. And I, and I encourage people to experience that. Yeah.
1: Meister Alan R. Scott, our guest on Coffee Break this morning, about five minutes and change left with him. They've got a concert tomorrow night, 7.30, out at the Civic Center. Rossini is uh, in the spotlight, but also some Mahler. And you know what? Let's listen to some of that. So uh, that from his ninth symphony, Which we're not doing. We're, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. I, I didn't know. I came in blind. I thought, yeah. you know, what? I've got to pick something. So yeah, I, I pulled doing, something it, from the. Adagietto
0: was the most famous that we're doing. It was played at Robert Kennedy's funeral. Um, it's this piece for strings and harps, and it just melts. I mean, you within two bars, it's it's a tearjerker. Um, and um, then we're and we're just doing the another movement called "What the Wildflowers Tell Me." This idea that when we are in heaven. We're going to experience what animals tell me, what children tell me, what what nature tells me, and that's the movement we're doing. Um, and these movements are taken out of context a little bit, but Mahler intended these particular movements that we're doing. Um, and all three are very quiet, spiritual, and uh, they really they, they, they're tearjerkers. I think, yeah. I think where the second half is
1: much more um, a, a journey of this sort of operatic drama it's going to be a great show and i don't want to run out of time before we mention about four minutes left uh this promoting you know healing providing some consolation remembrance but october also domestic violence awareness month and this month you're partnering partnering with the friendship center
0: yeah and thank and we're grateful to our sponsor particularly for uh first montana land title company who also is important with this and um the friendship center and us are partnering and people can bring things that help victims of domestic abuse. It's its Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. And um, so from toiletries to winter items, um, to the Friendship Center always needs things like that. And people can bring that, the Friendship Center will be there and they can, and it just allows people to, you know, when we make a donation, whether it be cash or something like this to the Friendship Center, we it makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. When you know you're making a difference, whether bring food to the food shelter or clothes to Goodwill, you always feel good about that. And this is a great opportunity to bring some extra toiletries or to to bring some uh, from winter boots and coats and things for the victims and survivors of domestic violence um, who the Friendship Center does such an incredible job. And you just check out their website and you'll see how, the impact they're making in this community. Um, so we're partnering with them. And um, tickets, of, all this information is available on our website at helinasymphony.org. Tickets are available um, online. You can get them online. And, any time of day um i don't know if you have tickets yeah. to give away but we certainly can give tickets away too
1: if yeah you i i don't actually this morning weirdly i
0: i didn't have any giveaway well but, you can right now and I'll uh, give, no they can i can give them for my personal tickets i have i have box seats of my own oh and i am i i have two extra box seats if someone wants them and they you could figure out how to give
1: them okay. away, they can well have my you know personal what Just, box uh, seats well, we always do text egg. Let's do something different. We'll change it up. And uh, you get to send me an email. So uh, you know, people go, I don't have it. You know what? We'll, we'll do something different. So send me an email, Troy at com. Tell me you want those tickets. We'll put your name in the hopper. We'll draw them out. And uh, I guess uh, they'll they, be
0: my personal box seats.
1: Wow. And they, they just need to ask it. We'll call then. Uh, I'll, well, I'll get you their we'll name. We'll communicate with you. And yep. then we'll,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll, once you give us the winner name, who they could have uh, two of my personal box seats.
1: All right. There, Kurt was playing a commercial in my ears there. Not quite yet. We still we, we still got a minute and a half left. So, yeah, box seats from uh, from Alan R. Scott. That's pretty cool. So send me an email. Troy at MontanaRadio.com. Just let me know you want those, and uh, randomly we'll select one. Uh, you will have to come in today before 5 o'clock in order to pick those up because the concert is tomorrow, and we're not open tomorrow here at the uh, Montana Radio Company offices. So uh, that, that's pretty cool. And, again, uh, collecting – Donations for the Friendship Center, an incredible organization. Uh, they do a lot of work in the community, and often it's it, it's silent work. It's stuff we don't necessarily see. We don't realize it's happening, but it's happening in our community, and they're absolutely essential uh, to our community. So any kind of donations of things, I mean, you think about it, a lot of the people that are staying there are people that left in the middle of the night with nothing or with a backpack or with, you know. So anything that you think would, would help out, they can take that. Just bring that on over uh, to the Civic Center. And you can drop off your donation as well. So Alan, th- thanks for coming in today. And we should mention, I, I we, we touched on it, but uh, this is also going to be, of course, streaming online on YouTube if people want to check that out. No, no charge for that. But tickets are still also available uh, if they swing on over uh, either online or at the Civic Center, right?
0: Yes, online okay. you can get it. at The lobby on the Civic Center, but online HelenaSymphony.org. That way you can pick whatever seat you want and, and yeah. the price range. And you it's want.
1: still early in the season, so you know what? It, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe look at getting some season tickets. Uh, people can still get those. There's lots of perks to that. You get like the the pre-show and post-show, and you get uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can get if you get uh, get those season tickets. So look at doing that. They'd make a great gift if you're looking for uh, gift ideas. That would be a fantastic gift for somebody. So, Alan, uh, we are all out of time. Thanks for coming in, and thanks for giving up some of those tickets.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm happy. They're my personal seats, and I have two extras, so I'm happy to use them. He Give
1: never me. sits in his seats during that, the performance. Well, that's true.
0: <laughs> but I have four
1: that I buy, four box seats that are really good. And, um, that's going to be great. I have two, I have two extras.